6.30 for breakfast catch-up on Triple M. There's been a bit of heated debate over the decision to not award the Ross Glendinning medal in this Sunday's Western Derby at Optus Stadium, a call that's had West Coast and the Dockers at odds last night. The medal's been presented to the best player in derbies since 2001, but the Dockers confirmed late yesterday that it and the trophy presentation will be missing from the post-game activities because of the change in the sponsorship agreement with Carlton and United Breweries. Now, Paul Hazelby, he's not happy about it. I'm still frustrated. I've been angry with the decision by the Fremantle Dockers and the West Coast Eagles, for that matter, to dump the Ross Glendening medal. There's just no reason that's been put forward. It sits well with me. I just cannot understand why they would get rid of this medal. It doesn't make sense. I think if they want to find another sponsor, you can go and do that. If you don't find one, you can still have the naming of this award uh, just without a sponsor for this one. And then if you want to go forward, find one, by all means, they can do that. So that doesn't sit too well with me. And that leaves the last part of it, whether it is around the Ross Glendening name and him being associated more with the West Coast Eagles because he's an absolute icon of Western mm. Australian footy. He's a Brownlow medalist and, you know, he's been synonymous with this award since 2001. I would hope that being a Fremantle person that that is not the reason because that, for one, is disrespectful and distasteful because he has been such a great person for WA footy. Got to agree with a lot of the points that uh, Paul made with our Triple M announcer in the southwest, Alan, this morning. What do you guys think? 132710 here in the studio. Otherwise, you can always post your message to our Central Wheatbelt Avon Valley Facebook pages. Verity for breakfast. For breakfast. <laughs> of course, tomorrow, the 25th of April, marks Anzac Day, and I have Mr. Rob Endersby in the studio with me, who not only runs the Meriden Military Museum, which has had a lot of foot traffic recently, but also yes. is the head haunt show of the cadets program. So good to have him in. We are going to have a parade happening for the dawn service. Are you able yes. to talk us through that a little bit, Rob? We'll have our normal dawn parade or dawn service, which um, kicks off at about 5.30, 5 5.45. I'll have the cadets up nice and early for that, making sure their uniforms are all nice and clean and tidy and pressed. Um, and um, then, of course, we've got the 11 o'clock service at Cummins. You've also got... A party together, the cat. Oh no, I'm going to get this. Wrong. The catafolk, 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 catafolk party. Yes, and that's going to be part of the parade. That's going to. That's correct. Yeah, that's so for that's the dawn the, service because yeah. it's the hundredth anniversary of the end of World War One. We want to do something special for the town. Um, that's being done on behalf of the, the military museum. So we've got five ex cadets um, who've done a lot of work in the last couple of months getting ready for that, and I think they'll impress everybody with what they do. Wonderful. We're looking forward to seeing that. And they're going to be holding some rifles. Yes, they are. Um, the old 303, which is what they used during World War One and mm. World War Two. So it's quite a lot of history involved in that as well. Wonderful. And speaking of history, yeah, 100 years. Is it a big year for you, Rob? It is. It's probably too big in, in a way. Um, I mean, we all knew it was coming, but um, when you start getting down to the nitty-gritty and starting to learn even more than what we thought we knew about it, there's just so much we need to celebrate, not just Armistice Day in the 11th of November, like coming up on the 24th, which is today. Um, it's um, the last major battle that the Australians were involved in during World War One. so it's something else to remember that not only Anzac Day, but also the 24th is a great day. Mark, something, yeah, very significant. And how is all the work going at the Military Museum? I know that you've got 
a jet that you're going yes. to start working on. Yep, we have to go and pick it up yet, but um, we had the remains of a Mackie training jet and was looking for parts and didn't get anywhere with that. So, But fortunately, through um, a long, involved process, we've just been given one from RAF Base Pierce, but the only problem is we've got to go down and pull it apart, and it's been sitting outside for 20 years, so that could be a little bit of fun. That could take uh, a team. A lot of CRC, I think, to loosen all the screws up. So, But um, there, there's some other things happening with that, but at this stage, it's all in the planning stage. So hopefully, once I know a little bit more, we can have a chat about that too. Wonderful. Well, Rob, just a, a bit of a quick reminder for listeners, uh, the opening times for the museum. 10 till 3 most days. 10 till 3 most days. Otherwise, there is a number Phone on the number door on the there. front, give me a call, and nine times out of ten, we can organise either myself or someone else to come to down and open up. And take you through. And also for any parents that might want to get their kids involved in, in the cadets because it's yes. a wonderful program. Yes, give me a call. And if they're not sure where to find me, have a look at the front window of the museum and they'll find <laughs> my number there. They can give me a call. Verity for breakfast. Mr Barry Urquhart from Marketing Focus on the line with me. This morning we're having a bit of a chat about inadequate customer experiences. Verity, this is a great problem for Australian businesses at large, small businesses in regional, rural in Australia because they think to a large extent that they're losing sales because of the online presence of you know, leviathans like Amazon. Interestingly enough, Falling customer service standards, which include reduced inventory and narrowing product ranges, is actually affecting consumers' expectations of what service they're going to enjoy in store, and therefore the market appeal of local businesses is put under question. So what are some of the the ways that small local businesses can, can counteract those negative experiences from customers? Well, it's really in, you know, in reality a focus on personal. What is lacking in Australia with customer service is personal, taking responsibility. Now, when people have got an interaction and there is some sort of empathy between the service provider and the customer, there is customer loyalty. At the moment, with the transition and migration towards social and the digital marketing, they're very much about transaction by transaction, primarily driven by price. Now, when you have a personal relationship, customers are inclined to be loyal. They come back, and interestingly enough, they will tolerate a 10, possibly 12, and extending out to 15% price premium tolerance that they think that there's still good value if they're getting personal customer service, notwithstanding the fact that they may be paying up to 15% more than the bigger national, global, uh, and you know the, the generally market-leading sort of entities. Particularly in the central Wheatbelt and Avon Valley, we are having sort of shop by shop closed down on our main streets. So that the the want to shop local really is alive and well in the town, but it's it is it's something that a lot of people are really quite passionate about because it is sort of a dire situation for a lot of businesses out here. Yes, there is, and it goes beyond individual businesses. It goes into communities, and so local councils are starting to come together, being the facilitator and catalyst for small businesses, coming into high street situations, taking the money that has come from royalty for regions, investing that, making it a nice street. More than 65% of Australians generally, West Australians in particular, have a declared preference to shop locally if all other things are equal. Service, responsiveness, relative price competitiveness becomes important and also recognise trusted brands. That's the sort of thing that small businesses can actually complement each other and have it as a nice shopping experience because when consumers are deciding where they're going to buy, it's the ambience 
and the shopping experience long before the implied quality and price that becomes the determining factor of where they will or will not buy. Barry, thank you so much for a quick couple minutes of your time this morning. Always learning something new and interesting with you and we'll rope you on board for next week. Looking forward to it, Verity. Verity for breakfast. breakfast. Triple M. Triple M. Around the towns for the Shire of Mount Marshall. Always good to be finding out what is going on in our region. For the month of April, I have got Olivia Granich on the line with me. We've got a few things going on. The off-road racing workshop group are going to be doing a little bit of a, of something with the Mount Marshall Shire. We've got our off-road racing happening on the first week in June. We're in our eighth season now, Verity, so Wonderful. that's very exciting. And we're expecting about 45 drivers this year so it'll be a great weekend for all spectators are welcome that's wonderful so whereabouts is that held so it starts at the rec center in ben cubbon and the track goes head north and then it will head west and come back into town and that's for the whole of the long weekend the west australian off-road racing association head out every year and they they love coming out to our community it's their third round of the off-road racing championship lucky to have it hosted out in the region <laughs> yeah that's right so we encourage everybody to come along and support that and also encourage everyone to come along tomorrow of course a very special day throughout australia celebrating anzac day there's going to be a service being held at the rec center as well that's right so we'll have an anzac day service in ben cubbon starting at 9 30 at the Memorial at the Rec Centre and then we'll have morning tea at the Ben Coven CRC to follow. And then um, out in Beacon, their Anzac, the Anzac ceremony will be at 11 and their whole, that will be held at the Beacon Men's Shed also with morning tea to follow. Wonderful. Well, that'll, be, that'll make for a nice day to know that the Men's Shed will get right around that. And also, Olivia, we've got the Beacon Community getting together to try and create a solar trail? Yeah, that's right. So they had their solar panels installed late last year, so they're creating a trail to complement that. Last but not least, a theatre arts meeting being held in a couple of weeks' time as well. That's right. So on um, Tuesday, May the 8th at 7.30pm, any budding actors are encouraged to come to the Beacon Hall to start where they're starting their planning and casting and staging for their theatre restaurant to be held in September. Wonderful. You'll be getting involved in that one, Olivia? Absolutely. <laughs> I will speak to you very soon next month for our Around the Towns chat. Thanks so much, Verity. Verity for breakfast. breakfast. Triple M. Triple M.